This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Well, spring is here, and you know what that means baseball. <laughs> and I'm also reminded that it's a time for spring cleaning. Well, if we must. But while you're deciding what room to tackle first in your house, there's one elderly lady who has decided to deep clean this planet, one beach at a time. And that lovely lady is Pat Smith. She's from Cornwall, which is the most southwestern county in the UK. With the Celtic Sea on one side and the English Channel on the other, Cornwall is a place with a lot of beaches. And this 70-year-old grandmother has already cleaned 52 of them within a single year. Do the math, and that's one beach a week. Yeah, she's obviously been pretty busy and hard at it. The real question is, why go through all the trouble? Surely one person can't make that big of a difference. Well, Smith was inspired, or rather disturbed, by a documentary about the negative effects of plastic pollution on the planet. What she saw in the film kept her up at night worrying about the problem. When she got up in the morning, she decided to do something about it. She set herself the challenge of cleaning one beach every week for the year of 2018. With the support of the Cornwall community and the help of some volunteers, including her adorable grandchildren, she actually completed that goal. So, after cleaning up other people's garbage for a whole year, you'd think this lady would be ready for a nice break, right? Hmm, not Pat Smith. After her year of grueling hard work, she started a campaign called The Final Straw. Her mission is to raise as much awareness as possible about not only the uselessness of plastic straws, but also the harm they can bring to the environment and its wildlife. She hopes to make her hometown plastic-free, and hopefully the rest of the world will follow suit. One of the biggest culprits of this pollution problem is single-use plastic. I'm talking about stuff like straws and disposable utensils, plates, and cups. Single-use plastic really is bad news for our planet. Laura Parker wrote in an article for National Geographic, If plastic had been invented when the Pilgrim sailed from Plymouth to North America, and the Mayflower had been stocked with bottled water and plastic-wrapped snacks, their plastic trash would likely still be around four centuries later. In fact, every flimsy little plastic straw will outlive every person living on the planet right now. What's perhaps even worse is that most of these disposable items end up in landfills or the ocean, where they harm marine life. Actually, a lot more ends up in the oceans than you'd think. 
Of course, those pictures of heaps of plastic in landfills or simply lying around are quite shocking. But it's even worse when you dive into the sea. Scientists can't really measure the exact amount of plastic in the ocean. But an engineering professor from the University of Georgia estimated that it's between 5 and 14 million tons. And this was only based on waste from coastal regions and didn't include plastic brought out into the open sea by boats. Parker also wrote in her Nat Geo article that nearly 700 species of marine life alone, including some that are already endangered, are affected by the massive amount of pollution in the oceans. The problem isn't just that animals get tangled up in plastic or confuse it for food. Plastic is toxic, and it finds its way not only into animals' bodies, but ours too. Yeah, you probably got some plastic in your gut right now. Ooh, that's unsettling. You see, it might get broken up over time into tiny pieces, but it doesn't disappear completely. It only makes the ground or water around it toxic. And where do we grow a lot of our food? Yep, right there in the ground. You can't see it or anything like that. I mean, who'd eat a potato with pieces of plastic in it, right? Well, here's the really scary bit. In 2004, marine ecologist Dr. Richard Thompson coined the term microplastic. Like our dear Pat Smith in Cornwall, Dr. Thompson was part of a beach cleanup where he picked up smaller items that most people would ignore, probably because they didn't even notice it. He wasn't even sure if what he had found was indeed plastic and had to have it analyzed. And sure enough, the test came back positive. This shows us, once again, the deeper impact of plastic pollution that goes beyond what the eye can see. And thus begins that vicious cycle. Large bodies of water become filled with microplastic that could end up in our tap water or in the drinking water of animals that we use for meat. The food that both animals and humans eat could be grown in toxic soil. That's why Pat Smith seems to understand both sides of the problem. It's not enough to just be diligent about your trash and throw it in the nearby can. Although, of course, you should always do that instead of tossing it on the ground. And if there are separated bins for recyclables, that's even better. Anyway, the issue also comes down to consumption. Humans created plastic, and we've become pretty dependent on this convenient and cheap material. It's used for water bottles, grocery bags, and countless other everyday items. Just take a look in the bathroom. How many plastic tubes and bottles will you find? Well, I think I lost count. Smith has already convinced local businesses like cafes and restaurants to ditch the use of plastic straws. I mean, when you think about it, how useless are disposable utensils when we have reusable ones made from metal that last forever? If we cut down how much plastic we use, less of it ends up in landfills and the ocean. Smith has also shown how anyone can start making a huge difference. No matter how young or old you are, you can be part of the solution. I mean, if this 70-year-old lady is out there picking up trash, then what's stopping you from grabbing that plastic bottle you see on the street as you're out walking your dog? You don't have to go out and start an environmental campaign. The little everyday stuff counts too, especially when we all do our part. If you see something, just pick it up and throw it in the next recycle bin you come by. It'll take hundreds of years to rid the world of the estimated 9.2 billion tons of plastic only around 7% of which ever make it to recycling. Smith's efforts are only the tip of a really big mountain of garbage, 
and it's going to take a lot more people like her to undo the damage. But it is possible. Small steps can lead to big changes, and Pat Smith's work is proof of that.